I am putting it in the big telegrams. Okay. We are live. Come watch. Box is a poopy bird face. <laughs> Tweet. I Today will on kindergarten cast. I will actually delete all of you. <laughs> Do it. I dare you. You're not lice. Come listen. I should have said this week on Unfurled, Box is a poopy bird face. Uh, Twitter. Wit. Not Twitch. Hmm? Nothing. We already have a Twitter. We already have a tweet. Yeah, I know. And I apparently <laughs> have to go and fix it. So... Watch four nerds duke it out for ultimate reigning championshipness. I know nerds. how to use a sword. Also, if you like vanilla but coke. But do you have one? If, if on you like you. if you like vanilla coke, you have to leave. <laughs> and it's the taste of a new generation. Without Tal. Mm. A generation. The without new vanilla me. coke world order mm. has come to order. Tal leave. I I was actually watching a video on all kinds of like Weird soda flavors. What, like cherry coke? Uh, no, more like I can't remember the name of the. It's called avocado juice. It's called like fucking like avocado Matilda or some shit. It's only served that little orphan girl. No, it's a name. Maybe it is. No, there's Matilda too. Who's Matilda? I I can't remember the actual name, but it's like this apéritif soda Mm -hmm. that is insanely bitter, and it's only served in like. It's either Italy or France, and like, it like it's completely disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, its main selling feature is just how revolting it is, uh, and that's literally the only so, reason. Like for loco. Uh no, because for loco gets you drunk. This is actually a non-alcoholic yeah, there beverage. There are plenty of things that aren't for loco that can get me drunk, and yeah, yeah, and are way better than for loco. Like, I think I think what Tal's saying though is at least Four Loco has a use. Yeah, I don't know, man. I C- mean, could I you imagine even... drinking Four Loco if it didn't get you drunk? And speaking of Four Loco, I didn't four... drink it when it did get me drunk. <laughs> it was so disgusting. There are Four Locos here that need to actually do their fucking introduction. Just well, saying. So you're one of them, then. Yep. Okay. So it is February the twenty eighth, uh, two thousand nineteen. My name is Carr. I'm Tal. I'm Roland. And this is a vanilla Coke. And Vox is defiant.
<laughs> All because yeah, vanilla coke is Tal sabotaged his nest to prevent us from starting on I time. Did I no swear such thing. I swear that you're actually trying to sabotage the podcast by just so seeing how far turns we'll it go. turns out unfurled the number one greatest enemy has been Tal himself. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's this seems th- like it'd an, be the greatest plot twist of all time. This feels like an Agatha Christie novel. Uh, the murderer was the first one who died. All oh along. yeah, she's the one that keeps killing people. Uh, I mean, I mean, she's a, a murder step- writer. So, <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, of murder. She wrote that. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. I don't know who wrote that, but Angela Lansbury is the actress in it. Yeah. Uh, Angela Lansbury. Is it the actress or the character? I know about movies. Huh? The actress or the character? The actress okay. is who portrays whatever the character's name is. Okay. Hey, hey, Adam, I've been told you look quite strange today. I lost my horns. Funnily enough... Uh, Antlers? Uh, Horn. Go, no, goats have horns. Uh, sorry, uh, fuck, it's called Beverly. The soda I was talking about... That's like 900 years ago. Beverly. I uh, like how he spelled it. It's Coca-Cola. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, it's... So it's uh, made by Coca-Cola... And it's a non-alcoholic aperitif, and it's available in the United States at the World of Coca-Cola Museums in Atlanta and Las Vegas. See, there's um, a reason it's only available two places. Uh, those who have... De- de- uh, those who've Is it deigned, on tap like the heart attack grill? Those who have deigned to that try it. That's a weird good. word. Uh, are almost universally shocked by its bitter, astringent flavor. Mm. Oh, so like people, like people that like too much hops in their beer. I, I a for a second I, line. For a second, I thought you were going to say in their Coke. <laughs> I, I love hopped up Coke. You know, there are some people. <laughs> <laughs> like, you figure they I'm, must just put hops in everything. I mean, like, I've had some pretty like wicked beers that are like, you know, blends of things that just at first you're like, ah, I don't know about this one. I've also had some, they're just bad. Like that cucumber beer that was in the advent calendar that we got. Yes. That, that was, was not good. That was, cucumber beer is just not good. No, no. You know I've had or, at least one. You know, what's actually really good though. Cucumber lime soda. See, yeah, that sure. sounds like it could be good. But that, yeah, and it's just such a funny difference that, like, just but going from actually, beer to I'd, soda. I was reading earlier, there's there's a, um, the Tim Hortons in China have this egg yolk Timbit. What? Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. They a do that a lot. Salted egg yolk Timbit. And I was like, that does not sound disgusting. It, it's actually pretty good. You can get a lot of that stuff uh, in Chinatown. Oh. Uh, they they do a lot of, anything that's uh, egg-filled was is probably, or at least... Somewhat filled with egg yolk and salt. There salt was this um, dim sum place that we went to, and they had this dessert, and it was an egg yolk based dessert. Yep. yep. And it was basically just, it was really cute because I can't remember if it, if it was in the shape of like, I think it was in the shape of like a chicken. So it had like a little face on it, mm-hmm. and you had That's to eat it. Somewhat morbid. But oh, it was really, so, yeah. I remember it was really good. I yeah. don't it was basically it. just like, like, sugary salted egg yolk mm-hmm. i'm just thinking like when you have like some of those dishes that are just like you know noodles or something and it's literally just crack fresh egg on top of the whole thing and it's just that's more japanese than chinese <clears throat> uh my uncle used to do that to his oats yeah just rye egg on top gross yeah. that yeah. doesn't sound good no to me. it sounds slimy and weird 
See, but that some like, people actually really like that texture. I uh, I actually just I watched just, a video. I don't know why, but well, actually, no, I probably know why because I've been watching lots of videos of about Japan uh, lately. But I've been getting recommended these videos of this dude who's like, I think he's like a sushi chef, but he basically he'll go to a fish market, grab some weird ass fish, mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know that eel that's like fucking 11 feet long, silver, and really skinny, mm-hmm. really thin? Yeah, he took one of those and he made sushi out of it. Yeah, that's amore. Mm. Sounds good. No, no, no. Like, a, what? When the moon hits your eye. Oh. Like a big pizza pie. See, I thought you were being funny <laughs> because amore is also a type of eel. It, that that would be the, the yeah. general implication of That's the, the, the joke. Yeah, oh. thank you. Well, you're really bad at your pun delivery then. <laughs> Um, you can make sushi out of anything if you. He good. he did do fugu. <laughs> if you don't mind, yeah, if you don't mind getting he's poisoned. certified. Yeah, he, he actually has a excellent. license. Oh. and uh, it's funny because he was cutting it up, and he's like, yeah, like because it was huge. It was like this big. That's a big fucking fugu. Yeah, it was like it. it he called it a, a. It was a tiger. A, a tiger puffer, I think, mm-hmm. is what it's called. Yeah, it's this giant, like, it was huge and That's, fat. That sounds like a porn star name. Um, yeah, Tiger Puffer. Yeah. Um, but, so he cuts it open, and he's like, I'm pretty sure there there's egg row in it. And he, so he cuts it, and he's being real careful, and he pulls out the egg sacs, and eventually he's holding them. And they're, like, th- like this big, like, in his hand, like, two cans of Coke each. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Yeah, there would be there. There are so many eggs here. Like, there's so much row here, and he's like, "But please don't eat this. It is extraordinarily toxic. Yeah, you will die." Yeah, he's like, "If you took even like a little little chunk of this off and ate it, you would probably die. Don't yep. eat it." And then he's like, he keeps cutting, pulls out the liver. He's like, "These are the livers. Also, don't eat these. They're highly toxic." And then he's like, now you see this weird stuff here? These are bladders. They're kind of all over the fish. Please don't eat these. They're highly toxic. <laughs> and, like, it just keeps going. And I'm, like, I'm know, noticing a theme yeah, here. You know, please don't. This is the stomach. Please don't eat is, this. Is there it's a point in which you're just like, the whole fish is toxic. Yeah, don't eat it. It's not, though. There's little bits of it that if you cut it out carefully enough, I, it's perfectly I know, edible. but I mean, yeah. for the layman, for anybody watching a YouTube video about cutting sushi fish. See, you know, that that's one of those ingredients that people eat. Then I want to know how. How did we come to eating fugu? Because you have to, like, surgeon precision cut bits of the inside of the fish out. I always so imagine people being, dying. like, so, deathly, like, hunger-stricken and So watching dying. him do it, it actually wasn't as technical as I thought it would be. It's mostly, it's, in, it's mostly just make sure you don't nick things like an egg sac or, a, like, a bile gland yeah. so that it spreads toxic bile all over everything. Um, and then it's just, like, cut the fillets out and remove. The, so the bladders are, like, these weird, like, pustule-looking things. You just have to make sure those are all cleaned okay. off. Nothing on this earth pustule. that is described as having pustules should ever be involved in anything to do with going in my face but clearly you're mistaken because it's edible yeah yeah well actually some you, of it and, and you remove all of them 
Yeah, you yeah. take out the dangerous, poisonous, venomous sna- yeah. sacks. Snack sacks. The, I think, I I think call the them reason sacks it's, <laughs> I think probably the reason it's so hard is because there's like a bunch of bones and stuff in the face. And I mean like big bones. So watching him do this, it actually looked more like he was like deboning a chicken mm-hmm. than it did like he was working on a fish. Right? The meat even was like really pink, like raw chicken. So it looked legi- like there was a section legitimately where he's like cutting his bone. Out. It looked like he was cutting a thigh bone out of a chicken. Yeah. And like the bone was fucking huge too. So I think a lot of it is just you have to know what parts are edible. You have to know what not to cut. And you also have to know how to do it all while getting around these giant, like the jawbone is fucking huge. But So but again, when are you preparing one of these? I'm not. I never will. But it goes back to what Vox said, right? It's like, who is the dumb motherfucker who decided... Or Who's rather, the dumb motherfucker that decided to ferment eggs for later? That, okay, stuff like that... Who's I the fucker who did in like, lie as this fucking black whatever mass? Those see, strike me as like a, a thing that happened by accident the it first is. time. It, it happened because people would bring eggs to the... Uh, to the, the areas they were working and to keep them warm, leave them in the water, which then caused them to ferment. Ah, right. Right, because they don't take years, right? They, they ferment fairly quickly. Yeah. It's the same thing with the first wines, right? That's, that's right, one of those like, things that how just... How does anybody figure this shit out? You're like, I just imagine somebody hungry, the, cold, and desperate. See, the one that yep. gets me is cheese. Cheese. Like, Again, see, that one makes total sense as it happened by accident. I mean, you say that, but with cheese, we've gone from let's uh, eat, like, old fucking lumpy milk to now it's like, okay, so we're going to take it, and then we're going to put it in this thing, and then we're going to add this very specific chemical. After that, we're going to leave it sit in the fucking sunshine during the fucking full moon for exactly 36.5 hours. And then we're going to take it inside, wrap it in a cloth that's been dipped in a specific beer. And then once we're done that, we're going to take it and we're going to put it in this cave for exactly 35 days. Then we're going to rotate it. Then we put it away for 10 years. Then we take it out, let it sit in the sun again, have a little dance, and then eat it. That's fucking I, insane. Is, I think like they might most... have had to invent cheese before the process yeah. of aging. All, all of that other stuff, that sort of happened after the fact of that the initial like discovery of cheese, that I can see as absolutely being a, huh, this worked. And then you just start getting the crazy people. If I scrape this off, it's actually not disgusting. Yeah. Then you get the crazy people that start doing the things like, well, what if I put it in the cave for this long? Oh, that didn't work out. Okay, well, let's put it in the cave for only this long. It's the same thing with, again, as people's like, oh, beer is pretty good. Yeah, this whole beer thing has been kind of neat, and that monastery does it this way, and that monastery does it this way. What if I take this part and that part and put it together? Now I'm a craft brewer. Yeah. Well, also, uh, other foods that confuse me are things like tomatillo. Uh, is it tomatillos? Yeah, tomatillos. They're toxic. Unless you cook them. I mean, that's like potatoes. I, it's not tomatillos. Not then. tomatillos. You're thinking of, you, like, fiddleheads? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a tomato-like thing. Yeah, because tomatillo is often used in salsa yeah. raw. Okay. No, the... Potatoes are, are not great it's, for you raw. No, it, it's a nightshade, and it's green. <laughs> what? Uh, nightshade ain't edible. I yeah. have Tomatoes idea. and peppers are both in the nightshade family. 
Which is why it confuses me that people found out that they're delicious. Because they're... I mean, a tomato at least looks edible. Or like mushrooms. There's like there's like a 50-50 shot. It might kill you. Yeah. It might get you high. This mushroom's brown and kills me. This mushroom is a different brown, but is perfectly edible and delicious. Uh, see, that, this that, mushroom that, is tam- red and has white little spots on it and sends me into space. That tam- one's, that one, is that what you're thinking? That one's for the priests. Um, no. Uh, toxic. Not toxic poisonous, green. sir. Night. Poisonous. Cooked. Edible. Plants. Edible poisons. Today on Google Cast. Hey, it's it's what we do. We have to fill the time with something. Hmm. Uh, I mean, like, that's where you get a lot of like crazy laws and everything like that in a lot of religions, like kosher and halal. It's because it's all goes back to the shit. People keep eating this thing and they get sick when they do it, not knowing the actual reasons for that being germs and improper preparations. Like, so don't worry, it was gonna, probably God. So we're going to declare this unclean because obviously it's going to make you sick. So God must intend, or the gods or whoever must intend not to eat this fucking thing. Same thing with the mushrooms. That mushroom's for the priests to talk to the gods, and the gods say that those mushrooms are okay to eat. So go gather them all. I don't know. It also sounds like exactly the time we started eating anything that looked remotely edible. I mean, you've always got some of that basic experimentation that happens initially. But then you pass that knowledge on, and that's usually how it yeah. happened in a lot of cases. Ah, anyway, food no. is weird. Moral of the story. Yeah. Food is awesome. So, Carl, awesome. you are guest this week, and I know you have something to talk about. So we're going to skip over you and go to techno. <laughs> I mean. Uh, so why don't you start us off with not food poison related conversation, and we'll see where we end up. Okay. So. I'm going to need my notes for this one. But I like talking um, about poison. Who in the world of politics drank too much poison this week? Uh, boy. Is it Trump? Please tell me it's Trump. No, it's not. Uh, not. Talk into the mic. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, we already know Mike that Pence? Trump probably has fucking mercury poisoning, given his orange glow and <laughs> no, general it's... lack of no, common sense. I think he's no, got mercury, skin cancer from all the tanning. Yellow, I think. I think John is the... a symptom of mercury poisoning. <laughs> anyway, okay. Freddie Mercury poison. Uh, no, that no just makes you fabulous. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, this was actually originally my segment last week, but obviously we didn't go on. The- <laughs> um, so I don't know if we might still air it for the the whole backstory, but I'll kind of I'll um, let me sum up. So, it seems as though we just cannot have a liberal government without scandal. It's just a proud Canadian tradition. Uh, and this time, uh, we've had the glorious run of this whole thing involving SNC-Lavalin. So, to fill everybody in really quick, basically what had happened was that, um, he, what are you doing? Press conference. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Oh my God. <laughs> just, just let him talk. Oh my God. This is going to take us if back If y'all don't want years. me to do this, I don't have to, to do the story. We can go on to... Talking more food if you want. No. Okay. No, no. Talk. Uh, we'll behave. <laughs> so, um, SNC Lavalin is a Quebec based company. They are a big, like, engineering firm and construction firm. And they basically got caught pulling some shit uh, with, like, bribery and uh, fraud in a bunch of contracts involved in Libya. So, 
they were under uh, scrutiny and potential prosecution. And if they were found guilty of this stuff, if it were to go to court, uh, basically they would be ineligible for any sort of government contracts for 10 years uh, as a part of like that. just a thing. General rule of thumb, and I think it's a good rule of thumb that the government isn't exactly allowed to contract a criminal company. Lo and behold. Um, now, a huge thing broke at the beginning of the month uh, with the Globe and Mail that they had broken a story about how the attorney general at the time uh, had basically been under pressure to grant these folks what's called a deferred prosecution agreement. Or, uh, yeah, uh, and so this is a, a provision that was added into Canadian law in, the, in like the massive budget bill that went through last year. And I've talked about on the show before how much I hate these fucking huge bills. Because you can just, they're too damn long. No one can read through the whole thing before it has to go through commons and everything like that. And they're bullshit. But this was one of those things that got put in there. Now, these kind of agreements, what they are is so that a company, basically, if they fuck up somewhere else, they basically get to do a plea deal. So that they don't actually get found criminally responsible for stuff. They just do a fine. And again, we've talked about how those fines have never are never big enough to actually defer it because they just do the math on, well, is it worth it if we get caught? Yep. Okay, do it. Right? It's like, it's yep. worth us for us to do this. Even if we get caught, we'll still make a profit. Whatever. Um, and these, these deals exist in, in places like the United Kingdom and the United States and, and other countries in the world. So it wasn't like some new revolutionary thing that we did. We just also introduced them. So, what the story had basically been alleged is that our Attorney General at the time uh, that the story first broke um, had been under pressure from the Prime Minister's office to give one of these agreements to this company for two big reasons. The first is, again, as I mentioned, they're a Quebec-based company. They're pretty big, and they do employ a lot of people in Quebec. The other problem is that they're a very large liberal donor. Oh. So, mm. yeah. So my initial thoughts on this story broke was, mm. well, fuck it. Nepotism. If, yeah. So it was, it was basically, fuck it. Let it, go to, let it go to trial. Let it go to court. If they're guilty, they're guilty. Fuck them. We'll f- you know, go find a new donor. If they're not guilty, cool. They're not guilty. Mm. The legal system works. Hurrah. And then, of course, the story just kept getting more and more complicated because... Well, first off, again, there was this whole thing of, well, they're a donor and they're trying to be getting this plea deal thing and uh, people are being are pressuring the government or people are pressuring the attorney general to give them this plea because she's a member of the Liberal Party and a liberal cabinet minister, not right. Our, our judiciary works slightly different, right? It, um so Jody Wilson-Raybould, who was the AG at the time, basically kept saying, no, this, this again, deferred prosecution agreement is still currently not in place for SNC-Lavalin. Um, and so more of this thing came out that the as soon as the opposition parties got wind of this, they were demanding a, that uh, the Justice Department start a full investigation. And then mm. the AG got shifted from her position as attorney general just down to, uh, and then from, from that to being just the justice minister, to then again being shuffled to Veterans Affairs, which is, in the world of, like, the Canadian cabinet, absolutely a demotion, to say nothing of the fact that the person refusing to give this agreement was no longer the attorney general. Uh, and then she resigned. This is all in the space of a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. This all happened. Um, 
Uh, Andrew Scheer continued to call for uh, the prime minister to recuse himself from any sort of the decision-making process. Uh, there's a procedure that basically the government could use to, again, uh, remove themselves. They were uh, trying to get Wilson to uh, testify, but she is under having been Canada's top lawyer as the AG, was still beholden, by, according to herself, by uh, attorney-client privilege. So she couldn't speak unless she got permission from the client, a.e. the government of Canada and the prime minister to do so, which they had not granted. And again, the opposition is saying, well, give her the permission, like release her from that responsibility. And that was basically as of last week. So as of that recording, in a really unprecedented thing, uh, the now completely removed from cabinet, completely resigned um, uh, Wilson went into a private cabinet meeting, which is generally not something that ever happens, to say, I want to give my side of the story to cabinet. And that happened behind closed doors. And then she was brought to, pro uh, to testify yesterday evening in front of Parliament. In which she said that for the last four months between when the whole thing about the bribery charges started to now, basically when she was forced to resign, was all she was under constant pressure from the prime minister's office to give this to, to give SNC-Laval in this deal. Um, which is completely flying in the face that everything that that Trudeau and the rest of the cabinet have been saying since this story first broke, that they were consistently saying that, no, I was consistently telling uh, her that uh, her position as AG is protected and nonpartisan. She should make the decision based on her own conscience and her own legal judgments, et cetera. Um, and then last night at this uh, uh, committee hearing, Wilson goes and says this. Right now, the parliament is in an emergency session debating what to do about this news. Like, yeah. right now <laughs> is an emergency mm. session of this, of, of parliament. You know what it sounds like? Sounds like Canadian politicians are really, really bad at playing the politician game. I mean... <laughs> why, why would you do that? Like, yeah, they're a really big donor. Do you not... Like, do you really think you're going to get away with it? Like, what exactly. What like possibly? Right, it, it, it shouldn't have been that big a motivator. Yeah. yeah. And especially, so for our American listeners, again, we have a lot more laws in place for our donorship laws and everything like that. So it is, it is not nearly as big a deal if you were to lose a large donor or a large backer financially in canada there's a pretty low maximum donation yeah and and, and our rule and our rules about corporate donations and uh, family donations etc are a lot more strict than they are in the united states we don't have the problem with with PACs or super PACs or the committee to save the president which is an actual real organization i found out is a thing today oh. um yeah it, it's literally a super PAC to basically fund any sort of legal challenges that trump is currently facing with cohen etc but that that's another story also a ridiculous hearing that happened today in the states, but um, oh yeah, that that was a th I, I heard about that seven fucking hours of fucking like what like questions and Cohen got speeches slow roasted and, like a Texas brisket. See, he didn't though because he came out right at the beginning. His opening statements were, "I am ashamed." Trump is actually a racist, cheat, 
and a liar. And then goes on to detail accounts of him like driving through poor black communities saying shit like only black people could live this way. Or saying shit like black people won't vote for me because they're too stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Cohen was like, nah, I'm done. I'm done defending him. It got me in jail. So I'm done. <laughs> Here's everything. And he basically opened the fucking floodgates for seven fucking hours mm-hmm. of unbridled. Here's everything I know that could possibly at all be related to anything you want to know. Yeah. It was nuts. <laughs> Including but... like here. He was like, here's the check that we paid to Stormy Daniels. <laughs> like he's like, here, here it is. It's a thing. It happened. By the way, Here's the check from Trump and from, uh, I think it was Trump Jr. to uh, pay me back for it. Uh, so that happened. That uh, That is a thing <clears throat> that actually happened. Oh, and that's no. what's been going on right now with, with this uh, SNC thing. Because in uh, also when um, Wilson Rumbaugh was going through being resigning and everything, and Trudeau also lost one of his closest friends and his personal secretary, um, whose name is now escaping me at the moment, B something. Anyway, so he also resigned. And then right after um, Wilson testified yesterday before the committee, he then submitted a letter to the the head of the Ethics Commission saying, I have further evidence that I'd like to present. I just need to consult my lawyer and get my documents in order. And I believe that he's actually appearing at that special hearing that's going on like right now. Um, so that happened. The thing is, too, is that, again, Wilson is was the attorney general. Lady knows how to make notes. And mm-hmm. she showed up with a fuck ton of like a combination of her notes and her uh, personal recollections and all of this stuff. And it was basically just like, again, the, the pressure that the was facing, it wasn't just the fact that SNC Lavalin is a, uh, a liberal donor. Because as I mentioned, one of the things that these deferred prosecution agreements let you do is it allows the company to pay the fine or whatever like that without criminal charges affecting the livelihood of people in the company that had no idea this was going on, that were not involved in it in any way. And that was one of the arguments that apparently the the prime minister's office, the PMO, was consistently trying to pressure the AG with, was that, like, look, you know, if we do this, if we don't, if we let the this company take the, the fall, if they get prosecuted, if they get found guilty, then Canadians, real hardworking Canadians and middle-class Canadians that we care about uh, are going to lose their jobs, i.e. people in my province in my riding are going to be losing their jobs and they won't vote for us again <laughs> kind of thing mm. and again so it, it isn't just the donations but also the fallout potential of these people that work for this company mm-hmm. um, and that's that's where i'm a little torn about this whole like deferred prosecution agreement thing because yeah on the one side you know joe mail clerk right has no idea that the ceos and the board are doing shady shit in libya mm-hmm. right stuff like that does he really deserve to lose his job for that you know on the other funny. side Again, when 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 I worked for uh, uh, Enron, or rather the small chunk of company that was left over from the husk of Enron, um, they actually actually that's a really good example of shit that happens when a company collapses. Yeah. So, uh, what is that smell? I don't know. Oh, uh, that's probably rice cooking like soup. I was about to say, yeah. either something's noodles. on fire and we're all about to die, or that's noodles. 
No, I think that's a like a radish soup or something. Sorry, I, 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 just, I smell if you beef all die, bullion. We love you all. Yeah, sorry. It's uh, suddenly a strange smell just and wafted vegetables. in here. Mm. Um, so anyway, um, when I worked there, they actually had an entire chunk of the employee uh, conduct agreement revolving around, uh, <laughs> how, how did they put it? They, uh, it was uh, paying foreign governments for expedited services. Oh, the the company I work for has a very large chunk of revolving around that in detail. Oh, yeah. And it's like talking about when it's acceptable and when it's not. And like, Spoilers, it's never acceptable. Oh, no. In, in my employee code of contact, there was like a whole chunk of situations where it's acceptable. Like, for example, if you have a truck full of goods that you're trying to get across a border and you're stopped, you can pay them. Yeah. Um, I know my father's company has dealt extensively in bribes and so on because it's the way you do business in some countries yep well like that's the thing you get pulled over in nigeria the cop will come up to you tell you what you're charged with and then like hold out his hand and you give him money yeah and then he keeps holding out his hand so you give him more money then he just kind of nods and walks away and it's just sort of how it works yeah it sucks but sometimes that's, you know. <laughs> Cost of doing business. Well, I'm glad my company doesn't operate in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the other option is you, you refuse and go to jail or worse. Yeah. I, it, in those countries, it's actually usually the or worse. The or worse is, is a popular option. <laughs> yeah. The or, or, or worse in a they, 762 they cartridge variety. They don't wear street cameras. Yeah. No. No, no they don't. I, I don't know. I, uh. I don't like bribery and I don't like corruption, but the thing is telling an employee to risk their fucking life because you don't want them to bribe a foreign official. Yeah, that's the wrong answer. Yeah, no. Again, the way that this whole thing is falling out is it's it's a little bit more than just, you know, a oh, yeah. of SNC employees paying off some border guards. Some border yeah, guards. It, it sounds like it's a much bigger uh a much bigger like yeah, th- this enterprise was, scandal this was mixed in like, with the political scandal now. Yeah. Again, it, it's it's the the the, pol- the politicians tried to save the company that is important to the politicians from taking fallout, so that they could continue to support the politicians. Yeah, and now it's the politicians taking the fallout. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, that's where the the blame should go. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't let the company off. Right? Don't don't lose sight <laughs> of that part. Hold on to that for later. But you know, if if it, and, if it's true and provable. Then let the hammer fall. That's how this works. The other thing I find really funny is that this can't be good for the company either. Constantly being in the fucking news cycle with bribery charges attached to your fucking name. No, your Mm. your public opinion is going to tank. This has not been good for them either. So so, so it's kind of like... Are they publicly traded? I'm not sure. What was the company called? SNC Lavalin. SNC Lavalin. Okay, I'm going to Google it. Go, keep going. Yep. But yeah, so th- it's basically just yeah. Th- again, this this entire government to me has just been so fucking massive a disappointment. I know that most of the rest of the world just have this has this ideal of Canada and the especially pr- our current prime minister of just being this complete darling. Well, the, the problem is like, what are we going to do? Because no, and I know it's like you guys, it's an election year for us, as I mentioned before, right? Our election is no later than this October. By law, yeah. it has to happen by then. So it's like, 
We can vote for the apparent bobblehead that's there now, or we can vote for fucking Jagmeet Singh. Who won his writing, (laughs) by the way. Yeah, only because the person he was up against was literally unelectable. Like, fucking kicked out of the liberal government, said, no, I don't want to be kicked out, or accepted, then came back and said, never mind, I changed my mind, I want back in, and the liberal government went, uh, no, you said racist shit, leave, and she said, well, I'm gonna run anyway, and then he won, and and then her opponent won. Well, of fucking course he won! (laughs) (laughs) Like... And so, but the problem is Jagmeet Singh is the guy who when asked about Huawei, you know, that situation that literally everyone on fucking earth knows about because it's some of the biggest international fucking news in the cycle at the time. Well, he was asked about it because China was, Chinese officials were claiming that Canada was being racist and he, he looked the interviewer right in the eye and he's like i'm sorry who said who's being racist and the reporter repeats the question and he gives a canned well i haven't heard anything about blah 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 like very non-committal and then they basically ask him like do you have any idea what the fuck's going on with this right now and no he had no idea what the fuck had happened with some of the It's not even my job to know about what's happening internationally with China and Canada. It is not my job to keep up with the trends of Huawei. And I still know about this. His literal fucking job is to keep track of this shit. I mean, and he had no idea. No, actually, I'm, I'm just going to not not that I agree that that's OK for somebody who is the leader of a major political party. But no, at that moment in time, his job was to he couldn't even say represent his constituents because he was trying to get constituents in the first place. But the thing is, but, to get constituents, you have to know what's happening. In no, the to get constituents, you have to appeal to a crowd. <sighs> yeah, but you're not going to do that by being ignorant. I say, I, I mean, Trump. Trump. Um, yeah. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> but, ding, 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 ding. But it's like, uh, to put it the way, that, uh, I, I think it was a C- No, you're ignorant. I think it was a no, CBS. I'm pretty sure it was CBS, one of the reporters there. He was, uh, I was just watching this on the TV at work, and they had one of those, like, political analyst types. And to put it the way he put it, if there's a hole... Jagmeet Singh will find a way to put his foot in it. it, it no, his yeah, I, I do agree. His political career so far has been less not than been good. But that's the problem. With, yeah, with like, what was that thing with that dude that everybody, that some people had pictures of, who's like a oh the yeah, mass the, murderer, to, yeah, Tawar, yeah, that, and he like wouldn't back. denounce that. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> that's also not. Okay. It's just like man, why NDP is this the person you chose to fucking lead you? Also, liberals, why just all of it? And that's the problem, right? Is like you've got – because, I mean, historically, a weak NDP usually means the liberals do better. But then this shit happens, and so now our choices are going to be this government, which can't even keep any of their own election promises that actually matter. I'm sorry. Yay, legal pot. Cool. 
you had more tax revenues. Except that, they fucked even that up. Except that that is the promise that I cared about by far and away the least of all the promises that they made. We've got so now we've got this. This year is a home home run year for it's, the conservatives, honestly. Yeah, and now that's the problem. And now we're just going to get Sheer, who's who's got Harper's hand so far up his ass, he's a muppet. Mm, how's Harper's hand taste? It's just like <laughs> shitty. Yeah, probably. Oh my god! Right. It's it's because ba- Sheer is basically just Harper without the sweater vest. So it's just like, oh fuck, right? It's the same problem that we have provincially, where it's it's like we have finally a competent government that was actually doing everything they could to try and fix forty years of dog shit and after party, and then we're just gonna get stuck with Kenny again. It's just like, yeah. god, fucking damn it. So, so yeah, that's yeah. my thing. We'll um, probably have an update for you on this next I, I week. I wouldn't be surprised. It, like we've got literally like just before we came over here for recording, we've got Singh and Sheer both calling for Trudeau's resignation. It's just uh, so we'll see. Obviously, that's not going to actually happen, but <laughs> like this whole thing is just fucked right now. So, uh, in news that isn't politics. What we're we're gonna talk about this for That's for fair. a bit? Is it folding phones? Because it is beefs. it is folding phones. Oh, cool! I oh, folding talk phones. About this. So I totally we went, love that it's 1990 yeah, again. In the world of <laughs> cellular phones, <laughs> we went from monolithic bricks mm-hmm. to folding phones. Yep. Back to monolithic bricks. Back to bigger and, monolithic yeah, bricks. Monolithic bricks. Well, no, first, you, you missed the, the microphone stage. Here, where's like your 6S? The, the, the tiny phone stage. I don't have a 6S. What do you f- mean? Well, like when phones were like right. this big. What's and the new one like now? Like the LG that would like. <laughs> and they, yeah, and they folded. <laughs> you have to name it. Either they folded or like slid <laughs> the over. 10XS. Yeah, folding phone. Yeah. So we had monolithic brick, folding phone, back <clears> to monolithic brick, and now we're moving back into folding phone. And yeah. monolithic brick again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if you saw the Duracell Monolithic phone. Yeah. folding phone. Yeah, so... Um, they're not small. No, no, no so, they're not. Uh, well, it's I'll, like, I'll mention the Duracell one briefly. Tablet for use. No, I'll mention the Duracell one briefly. Was it Energizer? I one can't remember. Two. Who fucking cares? One of the big battery. Companies. One of the yeah. One of the battery companies are like, we're going to make a phone with an eighteen thousand milliamp hour battery. Okay. It's over a centimeter thick. Oh my god! Yeah. So if you've ever seen those like Mophie uh, charging packs yeah, that you yeah. have, it's like a phone made out of one of those. The back of like your your 10s Max or something. Yeah, it's, like it's 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 a fucking brick. Take this and make it a centimeter thick. Like it's fucking I think huge. It was thicker than that, That's but no, it's good. three iPhones stacked together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, what? Ener- it is Energizer. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's a brick. It lasts yeah. apparently for I I, I can't a remember. Week, I think it, is what they were quoting. No, it was over a week. Yeah. Man, you know what phone used to last me a week? My fucking clamshell flip phone. Yeah. Folding phone. Yeah. Yeah, but which, you also uh, look at porn on it. Which Samsung? And I don't who... need to look at porn on my phone. <laughs> I just can. Yeah. Well, so now the thing is, Samsung and Huawei are trying to make your porn viewing experience that much better. I don't by... want it to be better. I <laughs> want my phone to be a phone. I don't. I want my phone to be a fucking I... portable extended brain. What the fuck do you even want your phone to be? Like, to make, like, if not to make phone calls, 
I no, no, fucking tattoos. I agree. If I could replace my desktop with my phone, I would. Yeah. I never phone people. Ever. I I use the phone function on my phone only when absolutely necessary. Uh, I use my phone as a phone. I I use my phone and to message people on Telegram. I wish my Telegram. phone was a better phone because it's not a phone if its first point of functionality is not being a phone. I don't know. If I could get like a 12-inch tablet that also could make phone calls, I wouldn't have this. I would have that instead. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, would, that's, I, would, I just want the option of having a regular phone again. I mean, see, if I could have a device like this that didn't come with a fucking phone plan, I probably would do that. Yeah, that like, only. Oh, sure. Like that? Absolutely. I, I would have a not a phone. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from just actually going do you, into do you a, an know Apple made store, a, or a Samsung hey, store, or whatever. And just hey, tell. Buying do you want to know what's made a comeback? You, you still can't run them without a phone uh, uh you can't run them without a phone plan you can, you can but they phone without a sim card they're no but i Google. want data on it tal do you remember this thing i remember that thing my z my xperia z3 oh, wow. yeah. back from the dead is my music player now good um but yeah no like that's the thing phone might even be like a misnomer because yeah it i it's more the, smart I, I would yeah. I would really prefer it if they just called it like a magical data device that also happens to make phone calls <laughs> but yeah, over so the cell network. Like, either way. That's what they do. They're not phones anymore. So Samsung and Huawei, though, have so decided like, that fold, folding screens are the way of the future. So much like LG with their new roll-up TV, mm-hmm. uh, which is really fucking cool. That's yeah, cool that's idea. fucking amazing. Um yeah the uh the, the samsung released it first they announced the samsung fold mm-hmm. which is a device about this which big. is what they should have done with that phone <laughs> fold and go home so it's a device about yay big about as big as my v30 ish give or take except it's like two of them and they fold together mm-hmm. yep so you have a device like this that kind of just looks like two of them stacked together. Mm-hmm. And there's a screen on the back of the one, so you can operate it and do things with it in this mode. Though, that screen's, like, surprisingly shitty. It was really, yeah. You like know, when I, some of the shots I saw, it also seemed They really had to cheap out somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, its aspect ratio is really weird. Yeah, and it's got, like, these huge bezels. It's more like an afterthought of a screen embedded into the back of a phone as opposed to a screen that you mm-hmm. use for your phone but then you open it up and it's a full i think it's like eight and some inches across like tablet yeah yeah but the thing is even with that it still has the fucking notch and i'm like why 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 because they haven't figured why? that bit out yet but the you have the giant bezels in the front for selfies you have the cameras on the back for photos you open it up notch why (laughs) and not only that but the bezels on it when you have it open aren't even that small so if lg can figure out how to fit a camera in that like half like half centimeter 
Samsung can figure out how to put a camera in the fucking bezel that they already had. Clearly they can't because they didn't. The one thing I didn't see is, is is the main display on that thing, like the big part of it, is it an OLED or is it an LCD? It's OLED. Okay. Then they have no fucking excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing I'd like to point out, too, is and this isn't an excuse, but it's something to keep in mind is it's literally the first of its kind. Also true. Right. This is a pioneered idea. It could go the way of the Newton. It could go oh, the way. I know what you're talking about, but the what now? Yeah. Right. It could go the way Palm Pilots went. Yeah. Right. Palms Where they were, were. Big deal for a couple of years. I had two. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this came out and they were the worst thing on the planet. They they literally burned. Yeah, people turned on Palm Pilots and Pocket PCs pretty fucking quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, the second that they had a competent alternative. I still have my old iPack. Again, I keep saying it. Competition is and a grand to thing. to its credit, it's still, it was still one of the so, funnest television remotes I ever owned. So that's the screen on the one side. You mm-hmm. can see it's weirdly small. Yep. And like... Yeah, that's what I mean by the. It's it's so again because this makes for want great it. radio. Like the aspect ratio in that thing is like twenty by nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then you can see in this picture how big the bezels are, and then that giant fucking travesty of a notch in the corner. Yeah, it's just chunked out. It it's like this giant, like huge. It it's a big oh, notch. I think, I think that's for the. Um, isn't that the front-facing camera when you're in, like, full mode? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But you have, like, the bezel's not even that small. So why could you not just put the camera in the bezel instead of the giant notch? It's like they're more using the fucking camera as an excuse to put in a notch as opposed to a notch as you, an ability to put in a camera. You never know. It could have been a stylistic choice. Which is, that's, I don't know what's worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could I, also be something to it. They needed space for antennas or something else like that as well, right? Without being able to crack the device open and know what's in there. Yeah. Who knows? So one of the, so one of the things about these is that they, they use the new, uh, uh, bendable OLED screen technology. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so one of the problems with it though, is that that screen is plastic. Yes. Because you can't bend the glass. That's correct. Not like that. Yet. Uh, yet they're working on it. Of course they are. Um, so I, I do like, I appreciate Samsung's thing where it gets folded up inside and you can just put it in a pocket. Yep. Huawei, however, recently released the Mate X, which takes a bit of a different approach. (laughs) I will admit when I first saw this thing, I did think it was actually kind of neat. Um, where instead of putting the phone on the or putting the screen on the inside, they put the screen on the outside. No, that's literally just incorrect. <laughs> so the reason, okay, so the reason I like this design is that it means that instead of again the problem with the Samsung design was that you ba- you have two displays mm-hmm. is that obviously this quality on one seems to have suffered, whereas this way you can use the exact same display panel. For both, for both. sure, and just have the software detect just like you would if you got your phone horizontal or, or vertical. Plus, so, when you're using the phone, right, you have its full thing, 
And then if you need to take a selfie, you just turn the phone around and then you have the other side of the screen with the selfie cameras. With the most epic notch ever. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is that's like, the back. Yeah. It's like the a other notch. side of the phone like that you actually use is edge to edge screen all okay. the way around. So that's not awful. And then when you open it, you have once again this giant tablet. Oh, mm. it's it's a square tablet with though. A yeah. It's not a square with a bite out. No. And like a squablet. So, um I wonder <laughs> if I can find a better picture. However, did you see the price tag at least on the Huawei one? Uh, they're both about two grand US. Oh, I saw, yeah. I saw 2,600 or 3,600. No, no one X. will buy it. Yeah. There, I, there's, I saw there's a price no, tag quoted of there's no way because the Samsung Fold's only 1980. Yeah. US. The, the Samsung Fold is 1980. Oh, yeah. So that's the device when it's folded, right? So it's just a screen to screen phone. It doesn't phone. look awful. No, it looks yeah. good. Mm. Uh, the problem is it's made by Huawei. Yeah. Uh, what was it called again? The Huawei I'm just Mate gonna, X. I'm just going to snicker quietly to myself when I see anybody who owns these phones. Well, it's so it's first gen. So there's going to be some hiccups. Yep. I foresee a lot of defective screens. Uh, I oh, mean, it's yeah. first gen. That's why. So it's it's 2600 US. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Samsung is 1980 US. Yeah. Of course, um, the thing I like about this article is that it points out that the first cell phones counting for inflation were more than $4,000. Yeah. Um, like that excuse. So, I mean, given... And, and here's the thing, is uh, I, I and I just have to say it, uh, folding phones aren't going away. No, they're probably going to get more prolific. Yeah. More um, foldable, more power. Yep. Uh, to the point where even Apple has apparently taken out a patent on folding screen technology. Good. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, nobody knows if they're actually going to do anything I mean, with it's said like, patent. It's just like Google, who owns how many patents that sit in a cupboard. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, too, right, is is if Apple doesn't feel like they can do it right, they probably wouldn't. Yeah. But because uh, here's my fir- here's the the two thoughts I had, like, display wise. The so the first one with the, the Samsung one with the display being on the inside is if you ever get anything caught in there whether you realize it or not, that is going to scratch the shit out of both halves of your display. Well, not only the that, but on the outside with the mate, it's, I mean, it's subject the same to problem. everything yeah. else. You're, you're going to have to get a crown royal bag to carry it around in when you're not using yeah. it. Well, and one of the other problems <laughs> that, with, the, those, with the Samsung, those fucking watertight cases is, that are really just Ziploc bags yeah. are going to become all the rage now. Yeah. So, so with the Samsung though, one of the problems that his has is so this crease in the middle Right. Yep. Because the wear point, it doesn't fold. It be- the screen can bend. You can't like fold it flat. Yeah, you don't crease yeah. it. Uh, so it has to have room to actually loop mm-hmm. around. Yeah. But so the way they accomplish that is with the the phone, you actually end up with this little. It's actually kind of like angled like this yeah. a little oh, bit. Yeah, the wedge thing. It's got. It's going got on. a little bit of a wedge. So that there's room in the or spine. particulate to get well, in. Well, that, that's where the Huawei Ooh. actually, like, kind Wins. of fixes that, yeah. Well, actually, as long as you have the gap, stuff that could fall in isn't going to end up being pressured between it. No. But, but still. You still have a wedge phone. Yeah. Which it is also, weird. It's still plastic. Like, this is the thing. The moment <laughs> they are in circles. stores, I'm going to go and play with one. <laughs> yep. Because oh, yeah. I just want to get my hands on it. Absolutely. I'm not going to buy one. 
not first gen. I did no. that with my note and uh it was a good move. But it was an expensive move. Yeah, and the Note 9 right now is probably one of the best phones money can buy at the moment. I mm-hmm. thought they were on the 10. What no. They're on the Galaxy S10. That's, they're not they're on the Note 9. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the Galaxy S10 is uh, the the technology they are they are pioneering. I'm I'm desperate to see move further because oh it will again if we can get screens to be light flexible like this we're gonna start seeing thinner and thinner devices following. Oh yeah, I mean I already feel like I live in Star Trek every time that I pick up a, a tablet. I mean, for me, I don't care about thin. I would actually. I, I would take a phone that is fairly significantly thicker for a I, better battery. I'm not battery. talking about portable. I'm talking like monitors. Uh, yeah. Right. Can you imagine if your your 1440 hertz monitors were like two millimeters thick? Oh, you could already get shit like that in the world of OLED. The problem is that they cost four grand for a I'm fucking not, monitor. I'm not paying that. That's too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, too many monies. Yeah, OLED technology old. is unfortunately still very much in its infancy. Um one of the bigger problems with it is just longevity. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to get that kind of life out of OLED. It, it suffers from a lot of the same pl- problems that Plasma did yes. when it first came out because like burn-in is a huge issue. And uh, like you, I I remember my uh, Nexus when I had my Nexus phone. It had an OLED screen, and that thing burnt in like a motherfucker. Like, holy shit. And then the LG in the first generation of this phone, the V30, the first gen screens that they had, uh, the they couldn't handle uh, low light situations very well. So you'd end up with this weird blotchy pattern mm-hmm. on the screen on anything that was like really dim gray. It kind of looked like it made it, it made things almost look textured. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it kind of looked like have you ever run uh, like a black page out of a copier that was kind of running out of toner (laughs) it kind of had that sort of texture Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. it and like so you're looking at it like i remember i was in audible and i actually thought the background was textured oh until i turned the screen brightness up a bit and i was like oh no it's just solid gray Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it looked like it was like a pattern background. Yeah. But they fixed that in the later screens that got released. But like, yeah, OLED still very much has many problems. I mean, so far I've been impressed with the panel in, in this, right? So, I mean, I've got my, my iPhone 10. Um, how long have I had it now? More than a year now, actually. And so far I haven't had any issues with, yeah, like with some of the stuff that I, because I was kind of concerned because this is the first, this is the first one that, uh, Apple's done that it's had an OLED. So I was like, uh, I know that OLEDs have some of these issues. Obviously, it was more expensive, but whatever, I was spoiling myself. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. We'll see. But, I mean, again. You do just have to watch it, right? Yeah. Like, don't sit there with the screen turned on, on like, like just with a black bar on it for six fucking hours. <laughs> but, I mean, don't. like, I also run a lot of, of app, like, if an app has a dark mode available, I'll use it. Yeah, uh, it's just easier on my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I yep. spend all day looking at various <sighs> displays. So. Dark mode for the win. Oh god, it's, right. it's why I'm so happy that my new glasses that I got 
have uh, a blue protection coating mm. in them, which is really weird whenever I'm not wearing them because the reflections on them are blue, mm-hmm. like always blue. But uh, it saves my eyes so much strain, especially at work. <clears throat> yeah. So long story short, this is cool tech. Again, bring it on. I have said time and time again that uh, competition is good. Please, someone compete with Huawei because, again, I don't like being spied on. <laughs> yeah, can can somebody who isn't Huawei have the cool device, please? Yeah, that, we'll that get there. Be, I mean, you could always great. go with the OnePlus. Yeah, no, because they're owned by Oppo, which is also Chinese. Oppo? Yeah, but have they done anything yet? Other than removing the headphone jack. Because okay. Well, okay. Can we? we are we're not, just stop. We're not, yeah, we're just not having this conversation. We've had it already. It's been months, Tal. <laughs> it's it's nev- been months. It's never now. not going to be a problem for me. So, um, yeah. Then, then invent a DAC. Moving on. I'm uh, so, I'm sorry that your tastes are so incredibly specific. Um. But yeah. So, either way, I would like it if. Well, oh yeah, and that's the other thing too. Like people are now looking at alternatives for the notch, and the most intriguing one that's happened is having a screen on the back to use your camera as a selfie camera, but otherwise just not bothering with the front. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a pretty great idea. You should do that. Because then you can take selfies with your full fat camera and then your full fat camera. Yeah. I like that phrase. As opposed to camera light on the front. Yep. And then you can have the front of your screen for, you know, normal shit, like what normal people do with devices, like not take fucking selfies constantly. Fuck. Uh, Again, I, don't, I don't know about you, but you I think the normal the person on that does take selfies constantly now. See, and I will say, though, too, one other thing to keep in mind is that that notch isn't just for cameras. That's I don't know about you. Receiver I and... have used the front facing camera on my phone quite a bit yeah, for, for a number of reasons. But I mean, like it's. Yeah. Again, I apparently have taken a total of 13 selfies, according to the analytics. But I'll say on this phone, right, that, that's also your security. That's your, your face yeah, ID. Yeah, face ID. Right? But now we have things like the underscreen, uh, underscreen fingerprint scanners that, that work well. Well, really the thing well. is sensors mm-hmm. with, with the nice thing about stuff like foldable tech and the focus on screens is that you never know. Maybe we'll start getting pinpo- like pinhole style oh, sensors. that's super cool. Don't get me wrong. So LG... Was it LG? I'm pretty sure it was LG. They already have a transparent OLED screen that's transparent from the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's one way. It's a one way. Yeah. Um, but the problem is the that it's only 50% transparent. Yeah. So you only see 50% of the porn on the other side. No, you no, you can't see anything from the okay. other side. But you're losing half the light. Yeah, you, which on yeah. it's the a fidelity issue. Already shitty front-facing cameras. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. that's. But we'll get there, right? Like. Again, it's it's a research and development problem that's yeah. going to be focused on. Yeah, or we're just going to get foldable phones where you just literally turn the phone around. Not maybe not even the whole phone. You just like fold down your camera. <laughs> what was, the, what was the camera or the phone you talked about a while ago that had like the pop-up, like the mechanical pop-up uh, camera Yeah, there's thing? a few of those. Uh, Oppo has one where the whole top of the phone pops up. Yeah. yeah. That, and then, I uh, can't even imagine what a service nightmare that is when it breaks. Uh, probably a horrible one, which is why I'm the, all for the dual screen yeah. approach. And, and don't get me wrong. One of the issues I'm concerned about with stuff like the Fold, because I remember my 
uh, Starvox, which clicked up. Yeah. And that, that, right, that's a moving joint. And anyone who owns a laptop or has had any of these old devices knows that joints on any device is not fun because they get full of dust and then get crunchy and eventually they pop free. And then what do you do when your, your, your $2,000 phone now is, you know, twistable as well? Because those are great to fold, but yeah. are they good for twist? Can, I, can they shear? Is that okay? <laughs> right. Well, it would be especially with terror. like the tiny ass fucking rivets and screws and shit. Oh, yeah. You got to fucking... you gotta wonder how are these screens going to break? Because the whole reason I couldn't use my Xperia was the phone was half shattered. Well, Meaning the digitizer the... half worked. Plastic, yeah. though, right? Again, is this is all your trade off when you're going from from glass to plastic, right? Glass scratches less if it's high quality glass, but can shatter more easily. And then plastic oh, sure. the other way around. But I'm, but I'm just talking about like these foldable phones yeah. are going to have one very obvious point of weakness. Oh, yeah. one that I Fucking do not good. expect them to accommodate for. And that's why, again, which, which is why I'm saying with the the mate the problem i see with it is again is even when you're just storing it it is right is it's just the same problem with people constantly say oh i dropped my phone only an inch on carpet well, and like, it I'm, not, I'm not even talking about dropping it i'm talking yeah. about doing this yeah. all day i'm straight. imagining we're going to see a lot of initial tears yeah. right the, the wear and tear and that's what they're putting this out to find out yeah uh, ultimately you're going to have I, the people that are the first adopters. i actually don't imagine it'll be that much of a problem because I don't imagine people will be switching contexts on their device that often, that rapidly, right? For most of the time, people will be sitting there using it in phone mode or using it in tablet mode. And then it goes away or they like fold it, put it in their pocket, and then they leave. And then it'll just stay in phone mode for probably almost its entire life. And then you're just like, ah, I need a big screen. Or, ah, I'm watching a movie. You open it up, and that's the way it stays for the hour that you're browsing the I net. Don't know, man. Or... I, I see this being like a device people use on the bus, like transit, at work, yeah, like I'm, I'm where thinking... they're folding it out into tablet mode for, like, work to watch YouTube or something. Fold it for the, you know, on the bus home. I mean, I can imagine, like... My, and yeah, then flipping it daily. back into phone mode. I can imagine maybe two, three times a day. Yeah, you'd so, be using, and that's going to be the use case they're testing for. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's because. So if I think about my life, right? If if I was doing that, I'd, I'd mostly have it like this, and then let's say I go out to, I go to work, I get on the on the train, and then I would pull that out, I'd go into tablet mode, and I'd browse Reddit until I get to to work, and then I'd phone it back in my pocket, go to work, do my my morning. So that's that's two folds, and then I go on lunch. There's another fold when I sit down to eat and watch YouTube. Another fold for when I go back to uh, work. Another two folds for going back onto the train and then getting off the train again. And we've got at six minimum on a work yeah, day. Yeah, so three context shifts in yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, here, here's what I hope they do. Samsung had better have one of them IKEA bots in the back just taking the phone and just sitting there going, open? Oh, close. You, yeah. I guarantee they've open, already had. Close. Yeah, and then within the first that. day, it's already close. snapped in half. In open. half, so it's just slapping them together. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you just take the two halves, throw them at the engineering department. Error! <laughs> Error! <laughs> throw them down the hall at the engineering department and go, do better! Yeah. No, the, like, that, that's the thing. For, like, and I know how I use devices. It would, 
And I know how lazy people are. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you for a fact that a lot of people, the, the, do I like, it's going to turn into, man, do I want to unfold my phone just to do this when I could just turn it the, to the fucking side for full screen? Because it's not like folding it out. It's actually full screen. Okay. Because it's weird. If you're, buy, if you're buying this foldable phone to be like, I'm going to keep it in phone mode forever. <laughs> that, that would be funny. To be like, fair, though, a whole lot of people out there would don't use their devices anywhere close to the capabilities uh, they could i think i know i know people who go and buy like totally I'm, I'm just up thinking, computers like to you play spend minecraft you spend two to three thousand dollars on a phone that folds and you're not gonna yeah. fold the shit out of it your first gen isn't going to be like that but no. as it evolves it'll yeah you'll get to that point oh, but yeah. I, I but I, I mean like you probably won't always fold it out like at lunch because you're sitting there at a small table you're trying to eat the device is unwieldy when it's all big and folded out, right? It's like if you got an hour and you're sitting at a table trying to eat and do stuff with one hand on a device, it's a lot easier just to keep it in one-hand device mode, right? And that, that's what I mean. Like, the, the context switching won't be as often as I imagine people think it will be because, like, there is a lot of convenience in being able to operate your device one-handed. Right. Yes. The full screen mode. That's more like I. I just think that like basically, whenever you sit down to something, you are putting it into tablet mode. That is what I imagine. It. I mean, it, again, it you depends. sit down for lunch. You open up tablet mode. Put on YouTube. But again, you're 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 sitting there eating. You sit. Right? You're trying to use a device one handed. So now no, you're juggling. I, I it. don't. If I'm watching something while I'm eating, it my phone sits there. Yeah. Anytime I'm watching it, it's never I, in my hand. It's always like, put down. I'm done like texting on my phone with one food hand and yeah. one phone well, hand. And again, you're at a table at a food court and it's I don't know. I could I'm I, wearing headphones, watching stuff on my tablet phone. It's great. I'm eating my A and W. Like <laughs> life is good. But I'm also not touching my phone because I'm watching something. Like it would be in tablet mode. Same for the bus. Same for if I'm fucking in bed jacking it and I <laughs> wow. need my porn to be at least eight inches in size or more. <laughs> Actual size. May vary. The, the thing though, that I'm uh, that I'm actually just curious is just because I just thought of this is most of the time whenever I'm using my iPad. Um, like it's got the case religiously. That, it's got the case that that like you know also works as a kickstand basically when yeah. you're, you're using it. So I'm just wondering if there's a, a kickstand type thing built into that. Well, so uh, that's the problem with like or... the the Huawei Mate is how the fuck do you get a case on that? Yeah, and that's yeah, and that that goes you back just don't. to you don't. Like, yeah. So like your kickstand solution already doesn't work with this. Well, I mean, I also would have buy one of those phones. Unless it has one built in. Um, like it doesn't. Like, and I was, I was thinking about that. Like, nope. It's not like it would be a very good kickstand situation there. Cause... And that's the other thing. The device is also square. So when you're watching widescreen videos, you're still only using half the but, screen. So just leave it in folded mode and tip it to the side. And you're I getting could, this exact same screen real estate. I could go buy a brand new phone. And then I can Actually, go yeah, buy a, a brand new iPad 
with 3G or well, sorry, with a SIM card in it. You even have to just both it to your phone for less than that phone. Where are you getting both of those for less than nineteen hundred dollars? The the mate. Is that nineteen hundred Canadian? The mate is twenty six. The Samsung yeah. is nineteen hundred U.S. Okay, yeah, well I'm talking. Right. You you were showing me the mate. Well, the, that yeah, that's the mate. The twenty six hundred dollar U.S. phone. Yeah, yeah. iPad is like eight hundred for a large size. Well, like what, what for a SIM card? It's like seven well, to eight hundred dollars. You have to pay your carrier for. Oh, the, the yeah. no, it's yeah, so not free. Yeah, so it's like yeah, <laughs> getting sorry. a SIM card in an iPad is far from free. It's an additional <laughs> no, like three hundred dollars. It's not three hundred dollars. Cellular antenna. No, the SIM is, card costs fifteen to twenty dollars. Uh, if you get it from the carrier, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, it's more expensive I, to get a cellular version, or you could just get a phone and just. Tether I, I, I could your buy phone. a brand new OnePlus 6T yep. for like $700, yep. and then another iPad for seven to $800. It still to, does not touch. But you don't have to even go that much because you could just tether the uh, iPad to your phone. I could, but let's say that I want the cellular capability with my tablet, which is why I would be buying this tablet phone. 750 like I would still come out ahead buying two separate devices, both with cellular capabilities. But they don't fold together. Yeah, I don't want them to. Well, then don't <laughs> buy a flip phone. <laughs> we, which is exactly why I buy the two separate. Like the whole kickstand solution thing would work had I two separate devices. Like they could both have kickstands, like this, as this, opposed to one device that has this, none. This device is not for people who want a fully fledged tablet experience. Because that's not what it is. Yeah. This device is for people who want a balls-to-the-walls phone experience and then sometimes also want a bigger screen. That's who it's for. It's not for tablet users as to replace a tablet. I just, I just yeah. think it's for people that have too much money. I mean, well, again, this is it's it's virgin, adopter, right? This it's is brand new with, with yeah. the Vive, or right? It's the it's yeah. the the first followers, right? The ones that those are the ones that really get the tech off the ground. I mean, the HTC Vive already dropped their prices substantially, huge, huge. So, like, you're gonna see the prices. Of, well, okay, maybe I shouldn't say that we're gonna see the prices of literally any fucking phone go down because that's not the trend. No. It's um, probably going to stay stable for a while until competition starts to drive it down. But it's going to take time. Yeah. And again, bring on the competition. Please. Anyway, we have been going a while. Um So I guess so I'll play my segment. I think we and should should uh, read some email. Now there was an email from last week that wasn't read. Uh because we didn't do an episode. So, who wants to read the one email? Uh! And Car's dead. Why do you do this to I me? can read it if you want. Yeah, Go uh, ahead. Tal is banned from the show. Okay, so okay. this email is subjected a doom. And it, it reads as follows. Uh, hey, Fallout, Wetworks, Skyrim, and Final Fantasy. Mm, I what? don't know which one are any of us in that. So he's Final Fantasy because Chocobo. Yeah, so that's easy. Yeah. Skyrim because Skyrim because Skyrim dragon. dragon. He's that, not a that's my bull dragon. He's not a dragon dragon. So what about Fallout? Uh, dog meat. Uh, but 
like that. The the giant cockroaches people. The, oh, C- Deathclaw. C- no. Radio, You're gonna need to write in and explain this one. We're confused. <laughs> um, what what is Wetworks? I don't know. It's another I mean, game. I that see. could be me. Yeah. Uh, a little quick Art one for you. Has Adum gotten artwork done yet? Has he gone to a con yet? Uh, and he adds that I still have not gotten gotten to get to con yet either. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Adum's not here to answer your questions. But yes, on both. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I think he he's made the, art of himself too, hasn't he? Uh, I don't think he's tried any char- uh, character art for himself, but he got that really wicked piece from the the. Lady does all the buff sharks all the time. I can't remember the artist's name. Manly Shark. Oh yeah. Uh, at and he's come to foray several times. Yep. So. I think yep. so. Uh, and then Tal the Bull Dragon. I just thought of something. Composite Santa, but bull and dragon. You can thank Roland for talking about mid transformation. So this was on the fourteenth that this email was sent. So this is two weeks ago. I'm very confused. Um, I uh, think that's referencing the when you guys were talking about the the revisionist hipster Santa. Oh, but composite of bull and dragon, but also Santa. Yeah, I. I mean, we can buy Tal a Santa hat. But he would just yell at kids about how he's not real but as while throwing presents at them. Episode, yeah, is that that uh, about how they shouldn't trust what their parents tell them. Yeah, because Ebenezer here, I especially don't about be... religion. Christmas is a <laughs> sham. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge was never real. When did I Your ever say is... that I don't like Christmas? I don't we know. It's, it's an innately Christmas religious episode. holiday. I just kind of assume you hate it. I mean, you didn't have lights up. You didn't have a tree up. You like. This was I the didn't most have buggy of houses. I, I was l- I was leaving. I I did I I did not leave and I, I was did not, not have any of that shit up. Just for the record. Yeah, I was not here during Christmas. That's no excuse. It's no, a that's very, a perfectly good excuse. It's a very valid excuse. So that's from McCullough. Also, I don't own a tree. So or lights. So that email was from Colock, who has written us many times, and we have not read all of his emails because th- he has sent us quite a few over a Some of his emails of our... are very stream of consciousness. Yeah. But we and read we them. love you. We thank do read all the of emails. them. So thank you for emailing and we will we will hear from you more, I am sure. Alright. But that's it for email. Tal. <coughs> Take us the fuck out. We'd like to thank Omari and Screen Fox for the logo and the music. We would also like to thank all of our watchers. If you're watching on YouTube right now, be sure to subscribe and do the like thing because it helps our numbers and numbers help us grow. And we like things that help us grow. They are what plants crave. Uh, we would like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and especially all of our patrons. You help us very much. If you have any comments, questions, criticisms, you can send the email to us at unfurled.net. That is us at unfurled.net or just go to unfurled.net in your browser where there's a contact form and also links to all kinds of shit like our twitter and our telegram chat and all that kind of fuckery either way we hope you enjoy the show and good night i'm trying to figure out what you look like in that cozy like i look cozy um, you look mildly abominable i'm leaving goodbye (laughs) bye-bye is this the part where we sing more hamilton no this is the part where you say and remember we'll love you We'll miss you and beware Foxzilla or something to that effect and then make a kissy noise because without the kissy noise, I can't end the episode. What was that? That was me eating my own beard.
over. I finished it.